How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Mikey Dealey, and I'm the host of this podcast, Real Talk and Whatnot. If you're new to this podcast, this is a podcast where I highlight talented individuals who live within the Central Valley of California, as well as people in general who are passionate about what they do. Um, I've, I'm from Merced, California, and so I'm gonna do a little plug for myself. If anybody out there needs uh, videography or photography work, brand marketing work, just let me know. Uh, I have a group of guys who I do stuff with, and I can show you my portfolio, or you know, you can just uh, go to mikeydealey.com and and look at it. So once again, you guys can remind you about reviews and downloads. Make sure you're downloading every single episode with whatever podcast app you use, as well as leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel and are leaving thumbs up. Now let's just get into today's episode. Today's episode, I am joined by a cousin of mine named Jesse Espinoza. Now, Jesse is a very driven young man. He's 22 years old, and he's on the board of trustees for the Merced City School District. I hope I got that right. But uh, he's a great, great guy, and I just got to sit down and talk to him about the education system, the the things they've been dealing with this year, and you know what what the future has in store with with the education system and just his vision for it. We also talked about you know Merced and you know just the come up that it seems to be happening all throughout the Central Valley all throughout the 209 and it was just a really good conversation and I'm really glad I got to have it. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome Jesse Espinoza. This is it. Real talk. What not? Real talk. Jesse, how are we doing today? Good, good. How are you? Doing well. Why don't you introduce yourself so that maybe people can find out a little bit more about you? Yeah, uh, thank you, Micah, for having me. On. Of okay. course, of course, man. I'm glad. So this is my, I always tell everybody you're my cousin, but like, you're not my, I mean, you are my cousin. Yeah, but. I mean, yeah, that's what, that's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, I'm Jesse. Uh, I'm Micah's cousin. You know, so what, so, so my grandpa is your uh, mom's sister, or I'm sorry, my grandpa. My grandpa is your mom's brother. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you're my cousin. I don't know if it's like, yeah, 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 exactly. Like first, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is so Donnie and Joey, which are your cousin's aunt, is that's my mom. Yeah, my grand. Yeah, my yeah. grandpa's sister is your mom. Yeah, and that's crazy. Honestly, I never thought about Richard being your grandpa. I know he is, but like in my mind, because he's my uncle Richard, so I knew he was your grandpa. But <laughs> right, right, right. I don't know. Yeah, so. Cousin, so I'm Jesse. I'm I'm your cousin. Um, I uh, I'm a I just graduated from the UC. Um, yeah, and you went to the JC before that. Yeah, I went to the JC. So been in Merced my whole life. Uh, probably uh, started at uh, P- uh, Pioneer, then moved over to oh. yeah for my preschool, mm-hmm. and then so and then I moved over to McSwain uh, for Mustang Lily. Wild and Free, man. Exactly. No, exactly. <laughs> and then K- I went there K through eight. Uh, and went uh, to Buhack uh, for high school. Mm-hmm. Thor, you know? so yeah, yeah, yeah. Thunder. Was cool when those movies came out, <laughs> and then I was going to Buhack. <laughs> yeah. and, you know. Oh yeah, see, when I I was already gone by that time. Right, right. Yeah. No, so I I even have like a little I have a little Thor's hammer, and I have it on like my little shelf right where I. There we like, go. Kind of like we're yeah, and then so I then I went to uh, Merced College uh, mm-hmm. for two years, and then I went to UC Merced. And then I just graduated from there. So I literally did the whole track. Damn, like, all in Merced. Merced, yeah. Yeah, dang. Everything yeah. you could do, pretty much. Right, exactly. And then so, um, and then I'll be graduating. I just graduated. And then so. What'd I'll, you major in? I, I majored in political science. Mm-hmm. And so what that's about is a lot of uh, learning how 
like uh, how different government systems affect different people and ways you can kind of like create um, different systems help different people. But that, there are a lot of that's, segments. To, that's like, the best way science. I've heard political science described, though. I feel like normally people don't describe it that way. But that I mean, well, yeah, it's like trying to solve like different questions. And that could be like just different aspects. Like that's one question you could ask. Right. It's like what what type of government helps like people in the best type of way or what type of government what what type of government affects a person in a certain way and why would it do that and then you know there are different variables in that but that's just one question you could also ask like um like why do why do people vote why why do some people vote and why do other people not vote like why do people make that decision mm-hmm. to vote? what are the determinants? just the broad uh, basically the broad spec- spectrum of how like the government's decisions can affect the people i mean right. yeah i mean like, yeah well that that would be one question right it's like mm-hmm. how how did so in a in a in a democracy they make certain decisions in an autocracy they make other decisions mm-hmm. so how are you how do those decisions affect other people and yeah like why do they make this i don't know there's just everything involved with government and the political process that encompasses that mm-hmm. how did how does that and you i'm sure you guys go back into like ancient governments or like greek and rome or stuff like that I mean, didn't they have actual governments like greek and rome like yeah right yeah, i like, mean i mean yeah so, i mean more sophisticated for their time than right anything right. else yeah i mean i i, I that's where democracy started mm-hmm. you know? but um yeah i was like i feel like i'm onto something here right yeah <laughs> no yeah so i well i do learn about ancient governments but i would say that would be more like a graduate or if a, your specific college had that i would say the more class or actually i mean there's a lot of classes you could pick i would yeah. say that the classes i picked probably more favored like even like american uh, politics and i i did take a lot of classes on uh chinese politics and uh like even like african like um situation migration all that so um it's like i would say more contemporary times modern times though mm-hmm. uh, than like ancient times well, yeah, you could yeah. definitely study the yeah earlier times and so then sure. you graduated from uc merced political science yeah and then, and then the first thing you did after graduating college or maybe during while you were graduating college right oh yeah like so your job but like you ran for right oh yeah so well while i ran for the board of trustees for merced city school district um and that that was kind of encouraged um by the person who sat on the seat before me miguel lopez mm-hmm. um and you know how that got started was I had already been involved in some community organization. I had already been involved pretty heavily in the community and doing different um, community organ. I was involved in the uh, Lions International. I was involved in a lot of different community events in the uh, area. I was involved in uh, different community programs like Leadership Merced. Um, and so I was, so I, and I, that's where I worked with Miguel Lopez. Mm-hmm. So I got to know him and then, um, uh, he he kind of knew I was running the Leo program um, and an, another program called Lift White Elite. So these are like education uh, related programs. Uh, and, and so you were just helping out with them. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, really straight out of high school, I just really wanted to be as active as possible. Um, and so, you know, w- I mean, we could go down the whole path like each individual one. But uh, eventually I led to I was involved with a lot of projects. Um, and so Miguel Lopez 
Uh, I was actually reaching out to him about grad school um, because he had gone into Michigan and uh, that's a really good school. So I asked him for advice on, you know, letters of rec and different ways Mm -hmm. um, that he got into the school. And then in the process, um, he was like, you know, you're, I know how involved you are in school. I think you would uh, in, in in the community. And I saw you work because I worked really closely with him Mm -hmm. in leadership Merced. Um, And he was like, I think you would do really good in this position um, as trustee. And I'm stepping down to move to Michigan for grad school. Um, and so if you wanted to, it would be a whole process. And how old is this guy? For it. He's about, twi- I would say he's about 28, 29. Oh, okay. So he's my age. Dang, right, that's right, crazy. Right. Yeah, he's about, yeah, he, he's right around there. And he um, he he got accepted in Michigan for an MPP uh, as well as an MBA. And mm. so he got a dual policy. So yeah, he kind of encouraged me to... Uh, run for the board position and um you know i ran for um an election or an appointment process um and there were a couple other contenders and that was so miguel's election was uh, he stepped down from his office about six months before his term was up Mm -hmm. so there was an appointment process prior to an actual election so the appointment process mm-hmm. um happened and there were four candidates and i was not selected of the four candidates however um, I put my name in the runnings for the election and mm-hmm. I ran a campaign and I was selected. I did win the campaign. So yeah. that's how I ended up becoming the board trustee oh, for Merced cool. City School District. So, so you put your... So someone else was appointed for those next six months while it was right. vacant, right? And then were you running against... Multi- how many people? Just one other person? Uh, yeah, in the election, it was just one other person. Yeah, and was it the person who was the appointed? Right. Oh, okay, right. yeah, yeah, which yeah. makes sense. Okay, that's cool though. And right. then you ran, and then you won, and then I had your sign in my front yard, yeah, exactly. man. Food. Yeah, no, we uh, we we it, it was a it was a lot of work, but it was also a great experience. I mean, oh, I it bought was, uh, it was what else summer, I bought? So I bought uh, would you have like a little food drive yeah. or whatever? Uh, yeah, we had a, that was our that was our main um, fundraiser fundraising method. Yeah, I was making sure, uh, was kind of doing uh, food drives and and make sure that you know any supporters show because in in our view we didn't want to just ask for money. Uh, you know, if we had to raise money because you know. That's the system yeah. we live in. We wanted to make sure that we were giving you something, dude. And you process. gave it, dude. You're, it was a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, no. like it was like a, it was like a full meal, but then also a drink, and then also uh, what dessert do you want? And I was right. like, I was like, oh dang, man, you got it all figured out, right? right here. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, that was the purpose of it. It was just to make sure that you know it was like an equal transaction and, and make sure. I mean, but you guys, even then, we're not asking just for money. I mean, it's an it's an investment into our school system. Um, yeah. The the, the, the yeah, money's gonna be used yeah, for that. It's, it's been good, you know, on this on the school board. I feel like you know, even in the six months, we've been we've been able to make a lot of stuff happen. Uh-huh. And how old are you for people listening? I'm 22. You're 22. Yeah, I thought you were so, like at least 23. So I, a lot to learn. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You've come so far, <laughs> so <Right>. quickly. <laughs> right. Yeah, well. That's a plan, huh? Yeah. So what? I mean, so you're running for this now, and then you're about to go to school. Yeah, so uh, I got accepted into UCLA's um, MPP program, so Master of Public Policy, um, and that's um, to kind of understand, you know, I have four years on the board. I want to make sure that those those four years are spent to the best degree possible, and so it's to understand kind of, you know, to to more to the extent I do, just understand how policy can be crafted even from the board seat in, a, in an education environment, which education is a great place to, to, to make an impact if you oh, want to yeah. transform policy. Um, 
but how how do you craft that to to the most effective yeah. degree possible? Oh, and that and that's what that'll help you yeah figure yeah, out pretty it, much. I mean, you know, I mean, it'll, there's bring more knowledge. The yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, what what does a trustee do for uh, so, people like me? <laughs> so, I mean, it. So, our we have a couple duties, and they can um, they're broad, and then but they can be summarized into our main duty is to hire. Um, and and moderate the superintendent uh, of the district, and the superintendent had the the leader of the the district team, and the district team then kind of leads the schools. And yeah, the schools, yeah. You know, have their own admin team, but the superintendent, um, it, w- our relationship. To, so the super everyone in the school district kind of works for the superintendent, and the <coughs> superintendent works for the board. Yeah, and the board. Um, Make sure that the we have uh, the superintendent is working in the best interest of the students in the best possible way, and kind of where and then so in the in in the meeting and so then we have we're also community representatives so we have to go to schools um, and well we don't have to but it's good and and and, and I, I take as many opportunities as I can to go to schools and you talk to the people at the schools because that's the you know that's where you're gonna yeah hear that's from the source the most knowledge, yeah right yeah even like because I I feel like I mean I don't know this is my personal opinion I'm just a substitute teacher in high schools but even like I feel like. The admin, it's its its own thing. The teachers are their own thing. I mean, right. with anything in life, there's divisions and layers of things that different people do different things. But I feel like, I don't know, like I, I feel like I, the teacher's problems are completely different than the student's problems, and the student's problems are completely different than the admin's problems. And I'm sure, I mean, I mean and, yeah. you're, and you're over there trying to guide the... Or give him advice, or what are you supposed to give him options yeah. and opinions? Well, yeah, I mean that's that's the struggle, right? Is trying to like balance the yeah, all of what it. It, what seems like maybe at times opposing interests yeah. at, at bay, and I mean I think our jobs as board trustees is to find that fine line where everyone's being supported in the best possible way, and the end goal being to support students education in the best in in the most productive way possible uh, mm-hmm. for them to have opportunities because that's you know that at the end of the day that's why i think anyone in the school system does what they do is so that we can provide students with as many opportunities as they can yeah. so it all comes down to that at the end but in the process you have to support everyone throughout that like it, it may seem like maybe like teachers interest and the students interest yeah but teachers p- being supported make sure that students are supported yeah as possible mm-hmm. so you know it's a it's the careful balance between balancing everyone with the end goal being make sure the student is lifted up in the best possible way we can mm-hmm. for that so i mean yeah i mean but definitely we have i mean we have unions and we have yeah yeah, uh, that, yeah. different competing interests that like kind of all all like you know how ha- ha- try to have you know, you know, get a big, a, opinion about yeah, you know, exactly. what's going on or have try to, you know, share their perspective on it. So dang. And then so while you're there, what are your goals like, you know what I mean? What are your specific goals do you have for your for why while you're in office? Yeah, I mean, goals like I have a lot of goals. Like I have yeah, I, I there's a lot of stuff I'd like to do. But you know, like I said, the, the primary goal is to make sure our students are set up for success. And yeah. I would say, you know, looking at our district. And so I want to stop real quick. So because you it. were raised in the school district, right? And so, I mean, 
you know firsthand with whatever i mean it could be it could could be better you know by now and everything but like you kind of know firsthand i'm saying because i feel like you're way more hand not hands-on but like you're the time that maybe somebody else who went to public school you know and if if they're either on the board or in a different part of government it could have been like 30 years ago versus you went to school you were in the education system like eight years ago you know what i mean like right, so, I right, feel like right, you're right. gonna have like hands-on knowledge yeah, of like I mean, really I'm still in the education. Yeah, system. exactly. Yeah, I'm not in necessarily like K through eight. Yeah, but, but I'm saying you've been raised in, within this education system. Right, right. Yeah, and so it, it does it does uh, help in, in having that understanding of like how students are interacting and like there's different barriers to success. And I also think um, I think generations play a role in the fact that. Yes, I have different experiences and I can directly relate to, you know, for example, um, I'm the only one on the board who has experience with um, the computer being the new classroom. Yeah. I was learning through that even pre-COVID. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah at BUHAC, I mean, we had totally encompassed. Um, and what's crazy to me is that, like, basically our generations are different in the sense of, like, I'm only, I'm 28, you're 22. That's a six-year gap, right? right? But... I didn't like we had computers in the classrooms, but we had almost every single assignment was in our backpack with writing. We used our lockers. Uh -huh. What I noticed now while high school, like when I substitute high schools, no, I've never seen a locker open once. No, I never used my locker. Yeah, but no one. I, the crazy thing is I I've never one. seen one open like right. at any campus. Maybe they just don't use them anymore. But like, right. well, I mean, yeah, you, you don't really need to. You only yeah, have you have your computer. computers, yeah. no books. That's crazy, too. No books. That's why we used to have lockers with books. Right. Or, but did you have but you had books? in high school well, you or you could leave the books at home and usually like teachers have like at least screenshots of the book they can share yeah. or you can look at it, or the books online like a lot of books yeah are. so yeah i mean a lot of different options just to limit it but you're right like computers and you know what's happening i feel like it happened like like almost quick like that you know like dude yeah exactly that that's what i'm feeling because when i went to high school we had computers in the classrooms but we went to computer labs and stuff like it wasn't it was like we're gonna go for the whole period and go to the computer lab you guys Right. It was like, and that's back when Buh I was on to Buhack when they had block schedule. So we literally like had an hour and a half for every no, hour and 45 minutes for every class. It was wild. We had four classes. Oh, you, oh block schedule? Yeah, yeah. So we only had right. one, two, and three. And then the fourth was generally your... Uh, I mean... It's not bad, though. Yeah, no, I actually... Yeah, I mean... It's a semester yes, no. system. But, but you know, even through college, like I feel like there was a big difference between the the. 50 minute classes and then the hour and a half uh, like i just oh yeah just personally like i i felt like going to like the 50 minute class three times three times uh-huh like a week was was better than hour and a half though i did like you know having like tuesday thursday class but it's just like just the amount of time oh, I feel or like, you ever get a one day a week class like a monday night class oh, yeah <laughs> I mean, those i feel like those are cool but like i don't know maybe it's me but like, no, like every now and then you get a teacher and you're like i'm at least it's this teacher like i feel like those teachers are even like I got to get through this too, you guys. Like, you right, know what I mean? Right. And so they're a little more loose with you then. Because I took in like some business uh, classes at night and they were like three hour night classes. Uh -huh. And I took it with this like this British teacher. Yeah, yeah I think I took it. Yeah, yeah. And then there was this other dude. I can't remember his name, but he was like one of my favorite teachers. I'll have to find his name, but he was an accounting teacher. And he, he reminded me of like Daniel Tosh. He was hella funny. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, I don't even know where we're getting on this. It was something. Oh, just basically... I think we we're just getting to the we were raised in the school system and then start yeah, talking about the school system. Yeah, but so and then how has it changed compared to not changed, but like so your your perspective is more fresh 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say it definitely affects it in terms of understanding that. But there's also the aspect that it's like, um, like, I feel like sometimes when when you get ingrained in the system, like, that's all you see. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, this is the way it should be done or, or the way we've always done it or whatever. And then so trying to push new ideas is sometimes a little... Well, now you have to do new ideas because, I mean, the way you've always done it is completely gone with technology true true i mean you know with the pandemic like i feel like you know things have changed and so you know with some some of the things we've learned have worked better in this in this other way Mm -hmm. and so coming back it would be smart of us to retain those those things that worked better and then shift back because then if you take up the total sum of what's working obviously we had to have improved because we retained what we did and then whatever what didn't work better we come yeah. back that being said it's kind of hard like because um like some students did do better in distance learning or or um you know other ways not every student obviously and there's some students yeah yeah dude, and let me tell you even as a sub like for like so i got to, yeah. like, to a situation and uh i was supposed to be like an a substitute or an in-class substitute for somebody, but then the teacher like left and they're like, but I got an email from them one day and it was just like, this is your class now. Uh, do what you want with it. And I was like, what? Like I I, I got hired to be a substitute. All right, but right, anyways, right. I was like right. that teacher for, so I was her teacher for like a month until uh, like a new teacher came in, right? But uh, it was just like, I felt like this school year in general, like I've never felt more bad for the students. And I don't So you had to go like bit. every day? Yeah, so I went every day for that. Yeah, so I mean from... Uh, I had I went every day from November to December, and then now I go with like three times a week still. But uh, it's just like I felt so bad for the students this year, like in the sense of even when yeah. they came to school, no, it, it was, felt it was, weird. It felt it's so different. weird, like and like I knew firsthand because like normally like it got to a point where like normally when you're a substitute, you have to deal with more stuff. But when you only have five kids in a classroom or ten kids in a classroom. Kids are a lot more chill because they're a lot more respectful. And it was just kind of like somber, like the feeling that I was just like. Right. And like when the kids yeah. came back and I was their teacher, they were just all frustrated. And you could tell that they were frustrated because they're just like, like, like the teachers, like, you know, it, it was just a tough situation to be in no matter who you were. And I mean, I'm sure for you, even your job is like, how do you complete this impossible task almost in the sense of you? no one knows it's never been done before. Yeah, well, well, the hard part is really it's not even over because now, I mean, we just survived the madness. Now, now the hard part is coming Recovering. back from that and come back even stronger, stronger than that. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it, we're, we're, I, I think we have a good strategy for it and a lot of plans in action. Like, you know, like, um, like just for example, like we coming back from the pandemic, recognizing that, you know, like if students are are suffering any type of um, like um, mental challenges or just a, like mental health challenges uh direct addressing those will come before they can in- engage with the academic material so we we actually yeah. did a big overhaul and we we had nine counselors for 18 of our school sites and we actually hired nine more and so we literally i was gonna say though that that makes going that makes sense though because i feel right. like you need more counselors and exactly yeah well, it's also crazy how many people are trying to be counselors that's a little separate note but like i heard that there true, was like true. those nine positions i heard there was like a stupid amount of candidates not stupid but you know what i mean like right like hundreds of i want to say right. like, no, like 500 or something ridiculous i'm like that's crazy to me 
right it's it's a higher paying job yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. but 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 it's cool because that that job is literally to help you know what i mean right like or that that should be your job if you know what i mean if you're going in there well yeah i mean it's a big challenge and and yeah they they will help a lot and and yeah even if they now have you know like can now cover an entire school instead of half a school Mm -hmm. or like half the days there's their workload's still going to be a lot yeah and still like super important but i feel like that's a valuable investment because getting the students back on track like that then we can push forward and you know all of the other programs yeah. things we're doing you know that that then they'll actually matter versus yeah. like before we you know even you, yeah if you have a healthy mindset everything else will come and i think that this is a good shift uh, i feel like the community in general i said like it's weird the pandemic happened and i feel like since we've been coming out of it i feel like there's a brighter future like on all ends and i don't even like i think the school system i think the like the town in general honestly because a lot was like stagnant in merced for like a long long time and then like i just feel like there's like a transformation happening right now yeah no it's big true and uh merced has been on on a launch i think a you know, a fairly good trajectory of yeah. growth, even pre-COVID. And I feel like COVID did kind of pause a lot of it. But, you know, like, even even, even then, you still saw progress. Even oh, yeah, dude, there's progress. But yeah. and, and stuff opened, stuff happened. Yeah, you know? exactly. And I know that there's, like, six new restaurants opening on downtown Merced. Right. Like, there's a lot going on. And well, that's, like, I'm just so happy. Like, I'm so happy because, like, for so long, like, it was just, like, you. there's only, like, the four things to do or whatever, you know what I mean? It's just, like, the same thing. And now it's like I go downtown. I'm like I don't even like recognize this place. Like right, right. Oh, well, you see the diagonal streets. Yeah, you do. And yeah, exactly. I like that uh, Main I, I Street do. all You're one right. way. Right. I I like it too. I, yeah, it makes it, it feel like it's like oh we're going downtown. Like right. you know what I mean. Right. And there's only like one oh, one side of traffic uh, to even worry yeah. about. And so like a lot know, of parking. Right. Yeah. And so like, even like I, I feel like even crossing the street, I only had to like worry about one way. It felt more walkable. Yeah. As opposed to kind of like a cramped area, or whatever. Yeah. No. Exactly. So that, that is that is my uh, shout out to Matthew Serrato. That his idea was great. <laughs> Thank you, Matthew Serrato. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he that was his idea. Yeah. Well, it or, was uh, this, him. It was the city council that approved that. It's like yeah, a I like it. Project. I heard about it and I was like, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. And then when I went downtown, I was like. This is pretty good. I like this. Like, I don't know why I like it, but it makes it feel like more full. Like, uh, like right, right, we're right. big. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. Like, there's it, like we're not short on space. Like, yeah. we're not trying to fit it in. And I guess it's something that I guess we used to do in the past, and then it kind of went away. But I mean, if it worked better the old way, I I kind of like it. Yeah. And, and yeah, so I I, th- I think it works a lot better now. No, yeah, it is. I I yeah. Uh, but yeah, and Merced. I mean, in general, it has a lot of things going for it. I think that's one reason why our, our education system is also going to improve just because, like, for example, we have the UC. That's, I, I, in my opinion, that's why I think a lot of the growth is happening. Like, UC Merced oh, yeah, for sure. has, like, 10,000 students that, you know, like, college students with, like, you know, um, but that's also a growing student base that UC Merced has plans to grow to, like, 25,000 students. Yeah, dude. And, yeah. And that's the thing, too, where it's, like, I... Since I've been born and raised in Merced, I've seen like the UCB like probably like you know a couple thousand students like the first couple right, years right, of it, right. and like 10, it being 000. tiny, and then like me going out there. I used to go out there when I went to the JC because uh, my buddy Duffy, who has the podcast, once again shout out Duffy, uh, 
But uh, we used to go study in the library over there. But like, even from when I went there when I was in college to like, I went like drive by now, I'm like, man, this place is getting huge. And it's only going right. to get bigger. And they're only going to be putting more into the city. More and obviously, stuff. we want people to come to Merced. Like, I feel like, like if you would have come to Merced two years ago, it'd be completely experienced if you come to Merced now. Right, right. Like, right. if you go stay at the El Capitan and then you go downtown, you'd be uh, like, it's nice. Dude. El Capitan's they, sick. They did a great job. El Capitan shut you guys out once again. <laughs> right. And I mean, and they, they did great. And uh, I mean, Tioga and the whole, the Mainzer. whole downtown. You're right. You see, if you'd walking down main street two years ago, it would have been completely different, you know, completely different. And I think it'll be completely different. Can you imagine in like 10 years? Oh, exactly. That's why I'm excited too. Cause it's just, I've, you grow up and people are, you know, you probably heard it all the time, but people always like, oh, Merced, like, oh, there's nothing to do. Uh, I can't wait to get out of here. Oh, you're going to stay here. Just like the typical things you would hear in high yeah, school, you, I feel like. you got to change the atmosphere. In the yeah, life. yeah. And, but it's like, honestly, if those people moved away, that's good in the sense of, I feel like everyone, most people who are in Merced, they want to see it grow or anywhere in the Central Valley, yeah. honestly. No, I, yeah. And I mean, yeah, they, they do want to see it grow. And I think that's the general, like, even I would say that was the one of the biggest vibes I got or from when I started working in like like on grassroots efforts and community volunteer mm -hmm. events and it's just this strong urge to make Merced as as good as it possibly can be and there's a lot of people working towards that goal and so I think you know with the Q with the few key opportunities that we have gotten and the, and what opportunities those are bringing in and of itself. Merced has a huge shot for growth and there's almost no way for it not to grow with, yeah. with, with, with rising populations. And then, you know, we, we'll, we got to figure out where to build, but you know, we'll, yeah. we'll figure that. And are, figure out how to build more houses. To I don't understand how like we don't, you know, like the, the real estate market and the housing market's so hot right now. It's like, and like houses that we're selling for like 200,000 are selling for oh, like 250, 275,000 now. I know. I, that, I, that's why it's I just know. wild to me. I don't know too much about the housing market, but uh, I know I need to get some real I, estate I agents on. <laughs> yeah. it, you know? I, I do some uh, photography and videography for real estate agents. So like I just hear their lingo. They're like, oh, it's an escrow. I'm like, yeah. I, yeah, it's an escrow, like, man. Good, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, like, I, I wonder how much, like, I have no idea how real estate works, and I know you don't either, but like, I wonder, like, obviously, like, they're making a commission off of whatever the sell is, but right. like, I'm like, how much is the, I don't know, how much, how much is they making? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Am I in the wrong business? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, government, you picked a tricky one, but I think, I think you'll succeed in it. Yeah. And then what are your, like, uh, what's your vision? For, I mean, you've been talking about your vision for education. But, I mean, where do you see education Shoot. going? Well, vision for education. I mean, there's so much more. I mean, I just, Go you know, on. even even just saying, like, we want to improve. Uh, my, I, I will try to be concise. But, you know, this is some, like, I, I just feel so Go. strongly. And I know, I, I feel like I'm involved with so much. And it takes me a while, to, maybe sometimes. But, so I'll be concise. And then, that, like, Merced's education system is one that um, has so many people working so hard and we have so many great teachers and we have so many talented people who want to do it. I think we need, we're, we're fighting battles that are kind of uphill, uh, but aren't, aren't, aren't unconquerable and we need key shifts in doing that one one key shift that we're, we're already doing like we're, i told you we we're already su supporting the mental health one thing is like so the, to stress before is like we need an inclusive support that whole supports students from pre-k 
all the way into the UC because we have a comprehensive system. But like, say, for example, I don't talk to the chancellors at UC Merced nationally. Like there's no there's no scheduled time in my thing or to do it with the CC mm -hmm. or to do it with the high school. So we're all working on one system, but we all work independently. And so we're all like incorporating. So say, for example, how does that affect? Yeah, I don't know for sure this, but in my view, if you um, Merced, Merced had Merced City before, prior had a really emphasis on language, um, and then um, and, and 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 maybe not so much on math in the language they used. Um, and if you want more teachers in the air or doctors in the air, which is something that our area really needs, mm -hmm. uh, then if you're not teaching math properly or you can't get as much math proficiency as you need, that's a big deterrent to those students passing in college in high advanced math courses. Mm. So maybe they don't even go down the doctor track. And, yeah. they, and if you don't produce them here, it's hard to attract them anyways. And, and so, so, I mean, are you saying, so now you and the people at the UC are communicating a little more basically, yeah, so, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So I, I would love to see it as much as possible the way we are doing it right now is we're doing um a tutoring system whether um well um we're going to be working with um different um levels of the schooling system to offer a tutoring program um and the details are still in the work um but the way it's going to work out um eventually is to support the students in in just ways but utilize the because you got to think we are one in ten California cities who have a university of yeah. California. That's a that's crazy. That's a, that's a pool of ten thousand students who are 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 willing to look for experience and want to teach and are smart and talented. Like that is one. If you if you think of how Merced's going to improve the education system, that has to be a tool in the toolbox because mm -hmm. that's a gigantic. It, it's going to be twenty five thousand students um, who you know would work for you know either nothing or very little. You know, yeah. but, but work for nothing for experience. Yeah. Um, and and that's a huge pool of people that you can get um, working with students. And 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 that that would be huge, but um, so China, China. So we're we are working with other other um, other. We're working with uh, the universities. We're working with the high school districts. We're working with MCOE uh, to develop this type of program, just to support and use the available resources we have here. Because you know, in one way, we do have the resources, but um, it w we need to be able to use them more effectively. And so that's what we're doing mm -hmm. in, in a way. So that's cool because I felt like for a long time. There was this like weird separation between UC or UC Merced and Merced the population, like for a long time, honestly. Right. And granted, when it's a smaller school, I, I understand would say it. Still is. Yeah, yeah, no, no, if, in, in a I way, mean, yeah, no, in a way. But it's more involved than it ever has been in the past, and I think it's only going to start becoming like Merced right. is only so big. Well, it, yeah, you're going to have to come together time, yeah. at some point. You know what I mean? Right. But right, like, just right. even like what you were saying there, that makes me happy. That at least like even at your level, you're like, hey, if we work with them, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, well, it's well, only going to be better for my us. My job is at the well, was at the community engagement center at the UC before and, and um that was one of our main priorities is how are we going to engage the community of merced in a way that makes them uh like you know like you know everyone be proud of our UC yeah exactly and, and be like this is ours you know yeah. and and you know one way one thing that came up in our discussions a lot is like they have to see the effects, the positive sides of the UC, because you know one side is like you do see maybe um, rising housing costs, and that could be attributed to it, or it's just you know the market in general because yeah. it's happening everywhere. But the UC, but 
the benefits of that is is you know like it could have on our education system the benefits is is it is bringing new businesses here and it mm-hmm. is bringing new industries here and it brings bringing excitement and investment here uh, and so those are benefits but it's hard to it's hard to see those you know mm-hmm. and so the uc has to do a better like a good job of like facilitating the resources that we can see so we did a lot of connections and events to try to you know show uc students out there doing you know helping the community because that the, the, the UC is a is a tool and a resource, and and so we just need to be better at utilizing it. That's and I think it, that's a great point of view for like thinking the UC is like you're saying we're one of ten ten cities in all of California, right. and and of all cities, who would have thought Merced? Like you know what I mean? Like right, when and we're it, unique, and know? didn't I believe it was between Merced and a couple other cities, and like one of the cities turned it down that was like they wanted it. I don't remember what city it was, but it just. Well, I think Fresno. I think Fresno was in like. Some some type of you know competition for it in mm-hmm. a way, but yeah, I think I, I you know I think I heard that the way it happened is like, but we had the land donated by mm. I think it's Virginia Smith and then it's Virginia Smith Grant, um, and so it, it low I think I it might, it was probably way more complex than that. And it's yeah, no, like yeah, that. but I mean, hey, that's a that's a great summary, but right? right <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and so we well we got the land, and I think even though, but you remember the shrimp fairies? You, you remember oh, like when it was like issue. it was like we can't build because the shrimp fairies and everyone's but, like they're yeah. microscopic animals it doesn't matter i just remember I like i remember this debate going right. on when i was like growing up I was right like, what I, is going I know. on i mean you know like i, I don't even know I feel like <laughs> it's like that's it's it's tragic for those animals and like, we got to build the cc but like man how can we protect also, are you guys sure you know? shrimp fairy is a real animal yeah, like are I've they not i've yeah. never seen one i never heard of one until this I, lawsuit I, so i was in the forest the other day and I'm, <laughs> there, and there was no uh there is no shrimp fairies. Well, also, who names the animal shrimp fairy? I don't like, know. Maybe, maybe someone. Maybe some, I mean, somebody. Maybe, but somebody <laughs> did. That's fucking. I don't know. I I do want to discover something so I can name it. Yeah, that would be cool. One time I found when me and Lindsay were in San Francisco, uh, Lands End area, which is like there's like a whole bunch of uh, hiking trails by the beach. But we found this like it was like this weird thing, and it looked like an alien thing. I'm pretty positive it was fake. But it, it literally looked like an alien plant in the middle of the forest. And I was just like, I know. It sounds oh, it's probably like a mushroom. Yeah, I don't know. It was just some type of mushroom. But uh, you see the Pentagon uh, release some alien files. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I have seen stuff. I mean, about have it. you? Seen, I, mean, I, I I've only seen like basically like one video that's gone around about it. I saw. I think. I think it was recent, maybe last night, that I saw President, o, you know, past President Obama said stuff about um that you know i think somebody asked him if he had seen you know anything in office and you know or had been told anything and he was like he was like well you know i i did ask you know but you know they 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 did some research and no but you know we have seen stuff flying that we can't see and we can't explain so i mean he he said it he said that you we see stuff that but i wonder yeah but I, i just feel like apparently this has been going on it must be going on forever that's what I feel like. Why well, our technology is getting better, so we're being able to read them. I don't even know what, how to take it or what, I, what. Like, what will, will anything ever come of it? Or do you? I mean, do you believe aliens? Personally, I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I 
logistically, I, the I chances. I would not be shocked. Yeah. If, if people came out and was like, you know, a- aliens are real. Like they, they've actually. I wouldn't even shocked if they, they're like they've been here. They've been doing stuff. Um, and like I don't know. I, I, I do see like have you ever heard of like the Fermi paradox? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like just there's so much life and so much. It'd be like it'd be so much probability be, that that there be, would that there would. Yeah. Especially so, if we exist, if we exist, unless we're the anomaly, right? Well, because like the universe is like like infinite. Apparently. Well, it's like like I mean, like eleven billion years old or something. So like we we took like I think our Earth or something. To, I have no idea. I'm trying to no. Remember, it's like, like five billion years ago. So like all that time could have yeah. been somebody else developing and working or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There could be for sure other stuff. All oh, right, and then I think if you take the if you take the scale of the earth's history and then take put it into a day that earth humans like appeared like a minute ago and only developed like oh yeah i've seen that like it was you know like it, like like two seconds if you do ago. yeah if you've done the sun's lifetime in 24 hours or something like that yeah it's, it's like we've like only been yeah we've only like been f- here for like a couple seconds yeah exactly like, doing like and that's and it's crazy because like we're we're the only species that we know of that's like this intelligent or like we we asked the why, which I feel like no other animal asks a why. Why? You know what I no, mean? No, I agree. I agree. And I that's like an interesting way to look at it. Like, because nothing else really does. It's but, but then we also know that like whales and I don't know what other, dolphins and stuff like that, like they have, they're really smart. You know, they have like parts of the brain that we don't have. You know what I mean? So right, it's, right. it's just interesting to like, I don't know, because who knows? It's true. I, I mean, yeah, and, and animals are just, way different than us and i don't know i don't know either (laughs) okay so uh, we're talking about shrimp fairy from the uc i don't remember what we're talking about before that you see just i I think uh, just you know the trajectory of merced and how 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 it's growing i think you see merced is one toolkit in that to make sure that our education system grows and our education system super key uh for making sure that um, it's like the roots of the system and if you're not producing at the roots that the whole system can't support as well because if we bring new jobs here and then are really advanced or maybe Bitwise, yeah. Know, okay, so here. what is Bitwise? I I, I, I just know it's a tech company, right? That. That's all I know. <laughs> I'm not the expert, but yeah, on that one, it's going downtown too. But I heard about it, you know, and say, <sighs> I see it's like a tech 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 company, yeah. well, you know, opening up, and I, I, it's it, like right across the street well, from want, Tioga, I think. Yeah, well, I want our students to fill those jobs or to get in. Yeah, there. dude, that's cool. That's true. It's like you want you don't want to keep on outreaching to other places. You want to hire people within your own community. You want to help grow it with the people. I mean, obviously you want to bring people in as well, but right. the goal should also yeah, be to help. Yeah. Yeah. Like you want to foster your people the best that you can. And then also bring in the best talent when, when, when that is truly in the best interest of everyone. Cause you, you do want, like, I mean, like the United States takes in so much brain talent. And yeah. From, from everywhere, world, you know, that's how we got the atomic bomb. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Oppenheimer or something or like that? Einhe- or yeah, Oppen- I think Oppenheimer made the Oppenheimer. Bomb. Yeah. Einstein developed the like yeah the, the like the knowledge behind it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, some of that whatever they both did it, but right. Oppenheimer gets the credit, which the destroyer worlds. But yeah, isn't that crazy? Like that quote. We, yeah, we we, the, used to, we used to use that in debate. Like you know, like oh, you're gonna do this and develop nuclear war. This is what the creator of nuclear war said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this destroyer worlds. Yeah, and it's a hard thing to. I'm I'm guessing that's a hard thing to argue for, right? All right, well, arguing nuclear, for 
I mean, nuclear. War? Yeah, no. Yeah, not not arguing for nuclear I mean, war, usually, but like to be honest, usually like every, you have to you have to you have to get to like an impact on the paper that everyone thinks is bad. Like everyone's gonna agree. So you have to get to like usually like death or dehumanization. And so like usually we just go to like the biggest one, you like nuclear warfare. So like usually it's used as like an offense thing. But I mean, you could like use like the defense, like like mutually assured destruction like actually like everyone have nukes prevents anyone from using nukes like yeah i guess that is a good argument it was ever used was when the only, only one, one country, country had it and it was us baby <laughs> all right and, but i mean yeah we are yeah <laughs> but we we are we're lowering the the number of them yeah which we need to and i think nuclear we can't they uh change or can't they use our nuclear power like everyone is put off from it because of nuclear bombs but right. nuclear power is like honestly like uh it's a better way to well, de- yeah. deal with energy. I hear, than- I hear that if people, what I hear is that if people are against renewable or are for renewable energy, but against nuclear power, like there's no way to make that collaborative because that has to be like a huge part of the equation. Yeah. Um, Cause it's just how much it produces relative to the other ones. That's so, what I've heard. I mean, from. I would, I, I would be all for, I think, you know, eventually we have to be renewable. So if that's the case, you know, from what I hear, I'd be all for nuclear Yeah, exactly. Power. And I, I hear that there's like a lot of like advancements in them. There's like generations in the like the reactors. And yeah, I like know exactly. The new one, then like the the new because generation. I think they used to like in Chernobyl and stuff like that. They they couldn't turn it off. You know what I mean? They didn't right. have an off Something switch. Happened, yeah, yeah no. so it's just also someone's gonna be listening to this and be like, "You guys have no idea what you're right. talking about." Nuclear bombs. I'll be like, "No, no, no. There's a molten <laughs> power reactor." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the you know the reactor fucks with the I don't know. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. But uh, I saw a YouTube video. You know exactly, exactly. But Bitwise is coming to Merced. Isn't that every podcast. Yeah, yeah, ever? exactly. They just get off these tangents, and I think that I always tell people or like the difference. Generally, the difference between my podcast and other people's podcasts, maybe who try to start one in the area, not like I'm talking crap or anything, but it's just, uh, you have to have a subject. So my subject is like uh, highlighting talented individuals who live within the Central Valley, as well as people who are passionate about what they do. You know what I mean? And that's like kind of like, it's just like, you're going to learn about something every single time you listen to it, whatever it may be. I mean, we got a little off track on Shrimp Fairies, uh, aliens, and uh, nuclear bombs here, but... What I'm saying is other people's podcast is literally just them and their friends hanging out, talking, talking crap, laughing at inside jokes. And it's it's a very hard market. That one is versus this one where it's like I'm talking about like I just want to talk to people about Merced. And that's generally what I've been talking about. Right. Just people in Merced. And, and I mean, that's key to also like because if nobody knows all the good things that are happening in Merced and all the great things like that's that's. That that is key to me. making sure that people are informed is key to creating the good public image that Merced needs. And I mean, image is a lot of stuff. You want to attract good people here, um, like our you know our education system yeah. is involved in that because like you, you people want to send their kids to good schools. Yeah, exactly. And so like I mean, just making sure that Merced is thought of in a good light is also key to our success. You know, like. I mean, in a lot of ways, like, you know, the town's kind of like your, yourself. Like, you have to believe in yourself. Like, a town has to believe in itself for mm-hmm. it to kind of, like, grow and be successful and stuff. And that that materializes in investment and belief in the company. And yeah, exactly. And that kind of ties in with, like, what we were talking about earlier when, like, you know, went to school here. Some kids are always like, oh, Merced, Merced, Merced. You know what I mean? Like, looking at, looking right. at it like, oh, I got to get out of here. Right. Now, I think it's turning to the point where it's like, you know, if you grew up in Merced and you stay in Merced, it's maybe not... I mean, there's things to do here. There's we have, stuff happening. We have, yeah, we have growing. a lot of stuff happening. Uh, right. Like, we're talking about, I don't know if we mentioned it or if this uh, podcast cut off, but we're talking about going down Main Street right? and how it's all one way now and everything. But just, like, the developments downtown with the Mainzer, 
El Capitan, uh, Bitwise. I don't know what else is downtown. Tioga. Tioga. Uh, yeah, just all those places. I just feel like, like when you go down there, it's completely different, and it's it's turning into like almost like a cute town in the sense of like if you go to Mariposa or you know you could think right, of like right, the right. towns that you're like, oh, they had a nice downtown. Right. Right. Well, the, the downtown is the like the heart of the city or whatever. How you see the life of the city. Yeah. If you see a healthy downtown traffic, that's a healthy town or whatever. Versus like there's not very many people. So that's why there's a lot of emphasis on downtown to make sure that you know that's a lot of place you can you can gather around mm-hmm. a lot of morale. And the UC even is built. They have you know multiple locations downtown. Oh, don't I know. They? Yeah. We, that, we have the UC headquarters right 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 down yeah. there. That's so cool, and it's cool. That have you ever been inside? Oh, that? I've never been inside. Oh, it's cool. I mean, it's even it's all high tech to the UC standards in terms of like energy efficiency. There's like the walls aren't they? They're not. It's not AC at all. The walls have water running through them that is cold, Dude. so that keeps it or warm. I guess maybe. But, but that's like, how their AC is. It's not with like a big fan or whatever, right. like normal places. It's run. Dang, really? That's when I guess it's more efficient. Yeah, probably. I mean, who knows? That seems like know. a pretty hard to build. But right, right. <laughs> thank you, UC. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. I mean, UC gets a, a lot of awards for their like energy efficiency, and that's like a big priority for them. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we're, any we're UC changing that general. in Merced City too. Really? Yeah, doing a lot of stuff. Like, oh, I would say, like, you know, on the topic of like, like differences between generations, I would say, like, that's one priority that you know I've really brought to the point, and like, it really wasn't talked about. Like, yeah. we, we we got a we got a proposal for. Um, um, learning material for students and like books and stuff, but it was going to come in a backpack and the pla- backpack was plastic. We're going to get one for every student. So if you figure that's 11,000 thick plastic backpacks and that are most like, likely going to get thrown away pretty that most, soon. Right, right. Well, that's, yeah. And I mean, so, yeah. That's what I kind of, I kind of made mention of that when we kind of talked about it. But so we, we, we made ways to ensure we put golden tickets in and whatnot. We did different incentives to kind of bring yeah. people excitement to it. But yeah, but on the, on the backpacks themselves, like we were like i was like you know i'm kind of concerned about the ecological impact of this like we're yeah. producing 11,000 like we're the we have a, the a huge budget in terms of like merced and doing things and so the money we use like we have an outsized impact to make sure that we're we're being as ecological sustainable as possible mm-hmm. and it's like a, it's a huge burden on it. so we are we are taking steps and that's kind of we've been more cognizant of but, but i'm sure it, like merced has got to be so much more difficult to do it here compared to other places in the sense of like we're like agriculture and like it's not that agriculture people don't want to be like uh, conservative with like or with uh, renewable energy and stuff. It's just that they have right. needs they have to fulfill for their right. crops, for their thing, for uh, you know whatever they're they're doing. And like although I mean they're they're almost not they're not they're counterintuitive, but it's just like we need more water. We're running out of water, whatever it may be. But right. well, you know, in my view. We kind of have the best of both worlds there because we have like the UC and we also have a huge urban area and so or a rural area. Mm-hmm. And so it's like we kind of, but it, that's that's also how like America spread out. We have large urban, we have a large urban industrialized area or urban areas. And then we have like a lot of rural areas. And so somehow you have to create a solution for both of them. So I think like Merced's like a perfect way to like try to find that balance because we're, 
we're developing and and, and finding new investment, but we're also like while growing out, we have to protect our our our, our rural areas mm-hmm. and our agriculture because that's one of our strengths. And, and like, yeah, that's literally like where our income and where I mean, just where what we're known right, for. Right, and a lot of our students. What is go it? Aren't we like fifty percent of the food for like the world or something Add ridiculous? Joey. Yeah, yeah Joey. Yeah. <laughs> Joey Rogers, right. shout you out. <laughs> what no, well, don't we like produce like fifty percent of the the food for the uh, world. I'm pretty sure it's something ridiculous facts like Valley, that in the Central Valley. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's something like that. Or like, yeah, I always hear different stats about that. Like we produce like this much of this, this much yeah, of this. Yeah, exactly. I think it's like 70% of like America's uh, food. Or it's like Which huge. is wild. Right. That's freaking wild. And like growing up here, uh, you always notice like obviously there's farms everywhere. Like, but it's like, I don't know. It does. It still doesn't register that we have that many because like you go to like, I, I've never been to Kansas or like, Right, uh, all the they places they always have cornfields but i also heard like they don't even uh like they don't have irrigation there in the sense like in some some places they don't like because they don't have like the water resources mm-hmm. where we have the mountains everywhere kansas you're not going to have the mountains mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's a good point i mean I, i've never really thought about like what makes our agricultural region that much different well so we're surrounded by mountains and what i believe it is is that because we're surrounded by mountains we get all that snow melt and that snow is on the Sierra Nevada mountain range or wherever else goes up, you know, California, it melts this way. And then we get it in the central Valley and then it still goes on to, you know what I mean? Places past us to think of basically to the ocean. There's places that, uh, like water runs from you know the snow to the right, ocean right but we're in the middle of that so we get to capture all that water but we've all i've also seen pictures of like we keep on digging down for uh land basically you know what i mean so like the soil the top soil gets bad you dig underneath it right right there's like a sign water. that i've or a picture that i've seen and it's this dude standing next to basically what a telephone pole is and it's like the soil level and like the 1920s is up here the soil level in the 19 you know 50s is right here and then the picture was taken in the 1970s but it was like almost a hundred foot difference of how much they've dug and so we're digging ourselves into like a valley yeah i think well i think it's like water i think like you're draining the water from yeah. the ground so it's shrinks. and you need to go closer to where the water is going to be coming you know can be more uh or stay up there right yeah I mean, that's crazy. Like, I mean, the earth is literally like a sponge and like you like draining water. Like, that's crazy that we can, well, that even on like a small scale like this, we can draw enough like groundwater out of the ground. Yeah, to, exactly. Like, Wells. And what's, well, yeah, what I believe is going on though is like the, I think the, also people who are listening to this, I'm sorry if this is not right, but I think that people who are like, uh, there's like a, a lot of whales are growing dry right now. And then there's like a giant list for you to dig a well, but you're like have to wait because they can only dig so many wells because obviously each well is affecting the water table and right, making right, the right. water no, table I, I definitely younger, lower that. and lower. Because in my time on Leadership Merced, like that was a huge discussion, like surface water, like groundwater. Like we have a lot of like surface water, like coming off the mountains, but we also have groundwater. And I guess like our groundwater usage is, is up past um like the the recharge rate so we're mm-hmm. draining away from it and so we're having to rely so we can't rely so much on groundwater and then like i guess it's like issue with like the state taking more of our surface water for like north or south mm, yeah yeah exactly and so well what's a crazy fact is a uh, part of yosemite called hetch hetchy it's like there's this dam there and all that water goes straight to san francisco that's san francisco's drinking water and that's just like a weird thing. Like that water is is reserved for San Francisco. Yeah, that's I mean, like that's they, so wild. To they me. say like like 
what what is it like water in california is way more like dangerous than like whiskey or something or really something, not that's, there's some quote like that i'm, I'm, I'm missing misquoting something about how like water's fought over in california oh no it for intense oh no it for sure is and i mean like the agriculture okay i'm just making it is san francisco san francisco gets all its water from Hetchy, which you know by the time it gets there it tastes like complete shit you know what i'm talking about it's like <laughs> when you go to like a big city and have their water i'm like oh my god i can't even drink tap water where it's like if Do you live on pipes yeah if you have like a well out here even like our city water i'm not it's not that i drink the city water right but right. it's not like ridiculous to drink it versus like yeah i mean i put it i put it in a purifier yeah yeah exactly yeah me. yeah exactly <laughs> though i hear most of those don't even work you gotta like look into like like i guess like brita like it just like but it stuff. tastes better though you know that, what like, i mean that's what it's for it's for taste it's for taste oh but it doesn't like, really uh strain out the... that's what i was told and so i'm sure yeah special one i might have just been paying more for yeah it, i just know i'm like at least the fridge you know the fridge water i'm like oh yeah no, i'm like great. at least that's... that that i mean it's, I, i'm sure that you have to change that filter but true actually who yeah is that there yeah i, I mean I people definitely do change it i uh because i think uh my fiance's mom uh the, i remember their water filter was going off in their fridge forever but it's like one of those things where it's like whatever like <laughs> change it whatever yeah I, I don't think i've ever changed the kitchen s- s- fridge one like no yeah exactly i don't think i have ever yeah i don't know i don't know either they're they're, they're better ones they're yeah <laughs> <laughs> there are uh and now uh i don't know i don't know man i don't know i'm i'm glad i got you on though because i don't know i felt like i kept on telling people like i'm gonna get my cousin on i'm gonna get my cousin on and then it's like they're like oh he's your cousin i, yeah, I just say yeah oh yeah he's my cousin like that's how i explain it but i honestly thought you were like 25 i was like oh he's like 25 you're only 22 years old and so what drives you to like want to run for i mean you kind of talked about it but like you're 22 and you're a trustee right now, right? So let's say long term, like what are your goals? Like, do you have goals of like government? Yeah, I mean, so I'm getting my degree in master of public policy. So like, what that opens me up to is like, um, like holding positions like the board of trustees uh, and, and continuing to work on education because like really that's where I want to work on. I want to work on making sure that. Um, the education system in Merced um, and really like, you know, the greater San Joaquin Valley and like, just, you know, how making sure that the education system is, is providing as many opportunities for students as possible. Um, but there's also different ways to do that in terms of, you know, being involved with um, nonprofits um, and, and maybe being a, policy analysts for them, helping them interpret the data they're looking at to make better decisions, um, or maybe working through um, a government um, you know, entity who's kind of doing a similar aspect um, and work for them in that aspect, and just making sure that working in some realm, because policy is all about the the rules and the systems that we live in, um, making sure that those are, are are in the best condition they can to provide as many opportunities for students as possible. And so in whatever capacity like kind of that i kind of end up in mm-hmm. um that's kind of where i'll chase or yeah oh but gotcha, in yeah. education i mean so you making like sure that you, you like the education because yeah focusing because, on that i mean though. that's where students that that's where if you're going to look in in education you have the philosophy like you know early education is super key because if you don't have a student learning early it's really hard to change their course and Think catch up it, and everything society, yeah. like if you want to improve society isn't the same true like you have to start at the education yeah because if your education is not right then you can't you can't fulfill the other programs as well as you could 
it. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, like, you know, if I, I really want to have an impact on the world in general, like education's where I where where you do it, at least mm-hmm. for me, because I, I feel like that's a really critical place to have like, you know, just the best system you can. Yeah. And that's why, you know, like going abroad to other places, you kind of get to see everyone's education system and kind of just get like that real world experience of what's kind of you know how are they doing places, it and what's their approach to it your assumptions you know and even just your your whole culture in general or you know what i mean it puts right, you everything it throws you into a whole world that, it feels like you're in a new world but it, you're in the same world but it's just other people's lives in another right. part of land that's you know a lot a far away from you well you know everything like you know kind of like the generation thing kind of if you if you've only seen it one way you're only gonna you're only gonna imagine things that way well other you know other countries other places do things a lot differently Mm -hmm. and so you know some of those you know some of those ways can really open your mind you're like wow i've never thought about you know just doing that or implementing Mm -hmm. that um yeah exactly well just like how other places uh teach english at like a very young age it's just like if we should teach spanish at a very young age or like whatever teach we're we're talking about require some type of a uh, watch out your foot real quick you're good uh, some type of a uh, you know just obviously Spanish would be more useful in right. California well, we're we're talking about um, we, we, we kind of have pushed on the from the board level into the district to talk about um, taking steps to look into um, dual immersion programs um, oh really I, I, I'm not completely up on um, um, did quite a bit of research, um, you know, a couple months ago. But in in the relative terms, what it is is um, you're learning um, both languages throughout your academic experience. Yeah. Um, so you kind of like they they strengthen and balance each other, and you can kind of expand that way. But learning dual language, learning two languages, I mean, in today's economic market, makes you way more attractive. Yeah. yeah. Way more marketable. Um, and so it's a super strength if we're trying to, you know, maximize the opportunities for our students. That's a that's a key pillar. That's one of the key things you gotta yeah. do, you know, or could do that really put give your kids. And an I idea. feel like it just helps learning overall. I mean, maybe I'm just no true. You know what I mean? Like it, you're using. I think feel like you're like using both parts of your brain. D- maybe different languages. Yeah. yeah. Like I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't speak another language, but like in talking with like Gustavo, like my friend who like does speak two languages, he says that when he's he he has different emotions and different kind of responses and trains of thinking when he uses his other language versus yeah his English like they because they have different words no, yeah, and different connotations no exactly yeah my friend Harold I mean he's uh his uh his family's Filipino but they take speaking Tagalog a lot and like uh it's just like like their whole like how they were raised is completely different than or it feels like it's like you're saying like different emotions different uh. I don't know. It's it's just like I, we can't even re- someone, yeah we can't even relate to it though. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, understand it. Yeah. So, I mean, it would be really cool, and I think it'd be a good asset, you know, for our students to have that and just oh for sure, or at least have the option you for can it. Talk to twice as many people. Well, no, exactly. Or and like we're saying, it's just gonna help the whole education process in general, right? Like there's and there a, probably is some science of learning stuff with that. Oh no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like I know that like other people from other countries seem to have like it's like oh. It's not uncommon to speak three languages. Right. Where right, here it's like right. it's like, oh, you speak English and another language? You know what I mean? Like it's like I mean, some people speak Spanish, but Right. Or there's people who speak like seven languages. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, yeah, those people, yeah. And that's why I'm like, I feel like once you're learning one or two or three languages when you're young, it probably is way easier to pick up on than because like even my mom growing up could understand Portuguese when people spoke it to her, but she couldn't speak it. And it's like if you're just around that other language, you're gonna 
Right. Well, what I hear is like when you move to another country, you're going to pick it up a lot easier because like say you're in like class, like you can say it and then like you only have to use it for that hour. Your brain doesn't interpret that as something that's necessary. Yeah, yeah. But then when you go to another country and like you can't eat unless you figure out how to convince them what you're telling what you're yeah. trying to say, like you will remember what those words were yeah. how important. And so you solidify things. So like when you're immersed in that culture and that's the only thing, like your brain will pick it up like like glue that's like i guess my babies pick it up easy yeah stuff. exactly it's, they have they're to. around it all the time right they got i mean what else choice do they have they, they're crying they're like just, yeah yeah just can't work but, yeah it's also crazy how like uh like baby horses can like get up and walk you know what i mean but like our babies are pretty our like babies are our human babies are pretty uh like they can't really do anything for the first like five years of life you know what right. I mean? or you have to watch them versus like you know Sea turtles are like, oh yeah, just uh, run to the ocean and uh, try to survive for. <laughs> right, I can't. I'm trying to remember. I think it's something to do with our brain development, and we have to come out earlier in our like muscle mature. Oh, I probably like. Well, they probably yeah, they probably like we maybe we come out earlier than our brains develop, like you're saying, or just our whole body though. Right. Where it's like crazy, where other animals will be born like born and walking around, and it's just like imagine like a right. human being born and walking just around, stepping out, yeah. like, hey dad, <laughs> yeah, like talking already, like that'd be wild. But I'm sure animals learn to communicate too. Right. Right. I mean. Yeah, they do. I, I probably pretty early too. Yeah, probably. I mean, earlier than us because we have like full fledged. Like, yeah, multiple. My, I think mice have sound recognition. Like they can tell people's voices apart. Really? Yeah. I wonder so, if dogs can. I I, I dogs are, no for sure. I feel like yeah. I mean, they, I mean dogs I for sure. No, I have to believe dogs can. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Isn't it weird? Like dog has just evolved next to us. They were just like. Well, you're going to give me food if I hang out here and just bark at people? I know. Hey, like, I I'll just chill around here all the time. <laughs> I'm super glad I have. I saw this TikTok. And it was like, this is, it was like, dogs are like, this person feeds me. This person waters me and pets me and walks me. He must be God. And the yeah. cats are like, this person waters me, feeds me, pets me, walks me. I, I must, must be, be God. God. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. That is hella true. Cats are... Chew. Every now and then you get a good cat, I feel like. Cats but, people are like, dislike. Yeah, like, cats... <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can't deny dog... The dog love is like more real than the cat love cats it's will just true. come up and uh, cats may like one person in your household it's but true. they're gonna be an it's asshole true. to other people true. they're gonna like i remember true. my friend was telling me oh, this guy named jared i used to hang out with but his cat used to hella like him but didn't like his girlfriend and would like literally run shank the girl like in the throat and then keep <laughs> running and i'm just like a dog wouldn't do that a dog doesn't, doesn't right. have that thought to be like hmm Hold up real quick. Let me go bite this person. <laughs> right, right. Well, some, I mean, no, I mean, they right, do bite right, people. Right. I'm not saying they don't, but. I know, but there is that thing with dogs that they're like, they just think differently. And like, it is true. Like, they kind of developed like alongside like. Yeah, for a long time. And it's weird because like, obviously they're, they are wolves. They're a, a descendant from wolf. But it's like, they were like, uh, they're like the lazy wolves. They're like, uh, uh-uh. right. like, I'm just gonna, <laughs> like, you're gonna go still hunt for your food. I'm just gonna go show over here with these things that are giving me food. Right. Have you ever seen like, like 10,000, the movie like 10,000 BC or like anything? Oh, yeah. Like yeah. That? I've seen like those movies. Yeah. yeah. Where they're like, like, like training dogs. Yeah. Like, it's like, like the first of dogs. Yeah, 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 pretty yeah, yeah, much. Yeah. yeah. That's what's the Yeah. Movie, yeah. Whatever. 
That would be super cool. I mean, it would not be super cool. Yeah, I know what you mean though. Like, it'd be cool to like go back in a time machine and see that stuff. But we're, we're so we're, lucky. We're so coddled by like society. Like, imagine look if you had us. a pandemic. Look at us. Yeah, time talking, talking to, to microphones, like is... recording a conversation because people want to listen. Or you know what I mean? Like, it's right. just like like compared to fifty years ago, like a podcast didn't exist. Or imagine the pandemic fifty years ago. You know what I mean? Like we thought we oh, were right. like had like like issues then, right. but look no. at it. yeah. I mean, the, 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 in 1918, like you had the influenza virus, and then kids didn't have Zoom then. Yeah, it was just out I was of gonna school. say, imagine that. Imagine like back then, like we are at least like at the first time in society that we could possibly be prepared to teach online. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, think you know, Jane. You know, and they're kind of—I mean—they're also kind of related because, like, the movement of people is also kind of what helped the virus. Yeah. But you're right; like, we were able to like provide. Like, we think we're in such a bad place, but you know, relatively, I mean, at least we we're able to provide them education. You know, or even attempt it. You know what right, I mean? Compared right. to compared you're right. to right. Like, yeah, exactly. Having not having school for six months and then even our, even our worst days are pretty good. You know. Yeah, exactly. To the rest of humanity. Yeah. Like our worst day or your worst problem is like, and that's where I think mental health actually arises is with the shift in things of our life being so comfortable that our minds are making problems out of things that like we need struggle and yeah, like challenge and like everybody does. And that's right. how you grow. That's how you come out on the other side. But I feel like for so long, we, we haven't, or not so long, but just recently the change, like you're saying, like from when I went to high school to you know, you you going to Shit. high school, which is six years. It's like you completely were using computers and everything, right? And that it just like, and now we're getting to this day and age where you know kids at the age of you know kindergarten, first, second, third grade are being taught to use you know this technology, and, right. and it's going to be good Here's because your iPad, yeah, exactly. But it's just, it's not, it's not all bad. But like, do like, do I'm guessing kids don't use cursive anymore, right? Were you taught cursive? I mean, I was taught cursive. Yeah, I imagine selling in school, but like you got to you sign your name. Use it. You got to learn it, but then like you don't use it in the world. Like other yeah, yeah. I lost. I lost the ability to do cursive besides my name. No, like, I just had to <laughs> sign uh, like a thousand eighth grade diplomas, and so oh, really? I got really good at my signature. Yeah, you started looking official, huh? Yeah, no, I did. I figured out like a little like curve to my E. You gonna? New. It's like your J a little bit bigger, Jesse. J, I do. I got it like a big, like, big J. I, got I mean, it, like, the two big S's loops. Your your name looks good, Jesse. Though you know what I mean? Because I. Have Dealey is my last name, so it's I E L E, but it's just loops. All it is is loops. I mean, that's all. That's all. Jesse is like. No, that's what I'm saying. Jesse ooh, is too. Ooh, you know what I'm ooh, saying? Jesse yeah. is like just a whole bunch of loops, pretty right, much. Right, right. And then a big E, and then you. Just, I I just scribble. You know what I did? I yeah. go M H D scribble. Oh, like, and that's mean, what I yeah, do. Yeah, you know what I did is like I was like a thousand diplomas. That's a lot. I wrote Jesse. E, and then I wrote a long, <laughs> Yo, long like, line. <laughs> so it was just Jesse. E. I was like, man. I mean. Hey, that'll work. It's good. If you look at the other signatures on it, it was just like, like you could read my signature. Yeah. The kids are going to be like, hey, my signature looks different than yours. Hey, that's props to you for yeah. doing good job. Do a lot yeah. of people do, uh, like, do people have to always sign if there's like a thousand of them? I thought sometimes they no, print I mean, it. They gave us an option if we wanted to sign it or have it electronically signed. And we were like, we'll sign it. We'll do it. I guess I've takes up a few hours huh yeah it does but you know what i mean we figured it, it does a little bit of a difference and like we're not a, uh, we we do quite a lot of like just different like community events or whatever like whatever we can do because mm -hmm. we do think like public image and like making sure that like kids are happy and excited like that's that's primary like like go school is school is not just the learning it's also the excited to be learned it's also exactly extra stuff on the and app. that's why i felt so bad for the students this year is like like 
at least like growing up, we had a senior week or we had like these activities to go to where it's like this year they they couldn't go to. I mean, maybe they could go to football games, but they only had like a couple football games. You know what I mean? They don't have like these events to go to. And it's just like pandemic. Yeah, during the pandemic, that's what I'm saying. And like. Like when we were in school, high school, we were just very fortunate. We didn't think about it. We we're just like, this is lame. You know what I mean? Just that's what high school students think. You know, right? Everything's lame. Even like junior hires. You know what I mean? It's just like you you try to put on this persona that I don't know that like you're not pleased with the world. I'm like, hey, the world's freaking sick, kids. Like, it come is. out and learn about everything. And let's right. do music, art. Doesn't matter what you want to do. Right? Science, math. Like, there's everything you can learn. And now it's at the like at your fingers. Like, so we need. Yeah, I mean, we need a yeah. Not to cook it, or like we need to do that in our schools better. We need to provide those options mm-hmm. and make sure that you know, like kids have access to. I mean, they do have music and they do have art, but you know, like yeah, but like I was saying before, the podcast it's kind of like like let's say somebody is really into art, is really into music, is really into some form of art, film, theater. There are things to do, but there's not really a place for community when it's like around like art in the sense of like teaching young kids art and i think like yeah. you can do it on your own you can do it on your own but like if there's and then practice yeah but if there's somewhere to go you know what i mean and if you're really into music as a kid it's gonna be a, if you're around things that can help you make better you get better and better like it's just only gonna help the kids grow and grow and it's like the resources obviously like you're saying earlier like there's a limited amount of resources but like if you give kids the resources at a younger hey, age but yeah i mean you know one thing is i'm big on is like we have the resources in our community we need to get better at at using those resources yeah. because yeah i mean like here's like you know the thing is like you have you have systems of resources and it's like we're not spending that much lower on our students on average than state we are we are suffering economically but i I can't contribute that to everything i think part of it is how we're using the money and if it's economically because like you have some you have some output measures and then you have outcome measures and you're doing things that may produce like output or doing things and whatever but does it change the outcome of the Mm -hmm. situation um you know like i'll just say for an example i kind of talk about it with my leos and the leo program it's like we, when I say, what what ideas do you guys want to do? What do you want to do to fix our set? They're like, you know what? Let's go volunteer at the food bank. And you know what? That is an honorable thing. And, it, and it's a necessary thing to get done. But wouldn't their time be better spent? Like saying, hey, let's make sure that let's find a way to economically empower people so they don't have to go to the food bank. Yeah. You know, you're just applying the pressure. You're just a, a band-aid to the problem as yeah. opposed to solving the root cause of the problem. So like you might have been, you could then go and apply for a grant and say, you know, we spent a, a hundred hours at the food bank, which is like super good. But, but like, I, you know, what if you spend a hundred hours trying to solve or figure out how what how can it? we bring empowerment the, to the people who are a, going to the food bank? Right. There's a quote by like Benjamin Franklin. It's like um, an ounce of cure or an ounce of prevention is worth like a pound of cure. Yeah. You know, like you're, we could we could cure the problem. We could you know try to cure it all day and just keep the symptoms away, or we could try to solve the problem. Yeah. Which is why like education is like super key. Like making sure that kids have that you know and one thing in education we did is we we changed we were adding more financial education in it because you know if we're trying to set up kids for success 
one thing that they have to do is they have to learn how to use money and money properly. And that's something that the education system sometimes leaves out. And what is capital? What what mm-hmm. is how do I invest? What is what is what how much debt is good debt? What is good debt? How yeah. is debt good? I don't think debt is good, but like yeah. it can be good. And Donald Trump's over here telling me that's how he made his millions by debt is good. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so what does that mean? What kind of access am I not privy to? You know, we literally live in a capitalist society. And yeah. No one teaches oh. you how to be a capitalist. Yeah, like, that's nowhere, true. Nowhere because it's because, like if you crack the code, you're yeah, lucky. Yeah, because, because not everyone can crack the code. You know, but. I'm I'm for Merced. All the Mercedians can crack the code. Yeah. You know? So yeah, no, exactly. So I mean, you know, I'm just trying to improve it and make sure that like, you know, the roots or whatever. Yeah. No, and that yeah, like you're saying, the roots are education pretty much. Right. Like that that is the key to to helping grow a good city, to help grow a city where people want to grow in. Because right. if you're not educating the people, that then... That is our city. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't care if we have businesses if it's not our city who's necessarily running because then yeah. we just brought in people and it looks like we had success. But I think success is raising our, our you know, our citizen base. Yeah. And success is measured in all these ways. But when you look at it, a city... It's more of like uh, like a qualitative metric. You know what I mean? Like, what's the quality of life for everybody yeah, within right, the city? Right. It's not. It's not like uh, like you could say, oh, we have all oh, the most businesses opening up. All these things are happening, but if it's, you don't have people who are backing it, who want to back it, who are supportive of backing it, right. then what's really going you had on? A new business open up because you had a UC, but did you have to hire all new people for that because no one in your town is prepared for it? You know that. I think there is a difference. You know, both are good because then that town, that pro, that company is gonna that is gonna provide economic benefits inclusive to the society and stuff. And so it is good, but like it's better if it, if it's your people who's who's prepared to take over. Yeah, and it's growing with it. At least growing with it. Yeah, right. you don't have to be the ones running it. It's obviously good if someone right. else comes in and right. do it. But it's like no, you want to have people who are from the city. Yeah, wherever we can get investment, we'll take it. But one yeah. thing I did think is like, okay, say we're in, we're, we have 10,000 students or 11,000 in Merced City School District. Say ten, say we start implementing financial education and 1% of that takes that to actually utilize it to like build a business on something. That's like a, that's like 100 kids. Yeah. Built a, 100 new industries or businesses. Probably more than that, in, right? In Merced, right. And that's if 1% does it. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, you figure like that's a huge thing. And if you teach them, not only they set up more for success, whether you make a lot of money or a little money or many money, knowing how to use that money is super key to being successful. You know, even yeah. if you're a doctor, but you know how to make a, you don't know how to use your money. It's not going to go as far as it yeah. could. And so, I mean, you know, it, it's inclusive. To, it's beneficial to them and to the city as a whole to make sure that they're set up. Yeah. So. Dude, yeah. I feel like, I mean, I'm glad that there's someone like young in Merced who's involved with this because it's like one of those situations where it's like a lot of people look at it and you're like, oh, I could do it or I could do something. You know what I mean? I could do something to help out, but like, oh, I don't, I don't really want to. But like you've took an action even since like basically since you came from education at like 19, 20, 21, you started volunteering. You know what I mean? And that in turn led you to this position of being a trustee. And it's just like, I mean, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm really happy to see that because I don't think a lot of people your age are necessarily uh, as driven to do something like that. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, like, like um, there are, like, a lot of people with good ideas and there are, like, uh, and, and they are so helpful to me in my position because I talk to so many, like, community members, so many, like, parents and staff and, and teachers and just uh, principals and, and even, like, our district team. And I get so much information from other people. And so, like, it's all, like, our collective information that I puts together. And then, like, the really hard part is, like, 
what I've learned since getting elected is like getting stuff across the finish line and making stuff happen in the best way and not in a flimsy way, but in a sustainable way, ways to make sure that it's like, all right, so you got all this information about what's what's right to do and now make sure get across the finish line. And I feel like that's probably been like my main focus is like just learning how to make things happen mm-hmm. and make sure that like they happen in a sustainable way to like continue on or whatever. But there are a lot of, yeah, like there's, there's a lot of push and a lot of people like trying in different avenues to like improve. That's cool. Said. Yeah. 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 And that, like that, you, like, I mean like, yeah, exactly. Podcast, Even me, like, yeah, this podcast is improving the, 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 yeah. I'm just trying to show people like, Hey, like we're, we're cool individually. 209 in general. Like, yeah. Cause I, mean, I always talk about Merced, but 209 in general, like, we're we're overlooked in everything, but we have everything that the major cities have. So, like with the rappers that and, and like artists that come on my podcast, I'm like, why isn't there a Central Valley movement? You know, there's a Bay Area movement, there's an LA movement. Right. Yeah, that's a like good like question, why right? aren't we listening to our artists? You know what I mean? Why aren't we supporting them? And that's why basically where I mean, I'm not a rapper or anything, but I want to help put on shows to put. Uh, put them on the map put them show them like hey like if we support them if i show people these people like it's like gonna help them it's gonna help the community we're gonna be more community driven if you see that person somewhere you're gonna want to go and that's why it's just like i want to show people that there's stuff to do in merced right stuff to do like stop saying there's nothing to do right like like there is i think a lot of it is like communication and like we need to we work together more and do things like you working mm-hmm. with other artists and doing things or like talking to me, like that gets word out. And like, and I, I guess I'm starting to do that, you know, with other people, you're starting to do that with the UC, you know what I mean? And it's only a matter of time before right. like, you need like and I think integration, it, it takes time. Everything takes it does time. Take time. And like, that's the thing that it's like, you want to do all these things, but like, you have to do what's feasible. You have to do what, like you're saying, like you have all these options and opinions of people and you want to figure out how to make the best ways possible. And you don't want to do a flimsy way. You don't want to do like, I don't want to put on a show and it to be like a crappy show and people not enjoy it. Cause that just blew the whole point of even doing it. You know what I mean? I'd rather have it take, you know, six months to prepare for, than do it in two months and it not be, you know, something that people enjoy. Right. Right. But, Jesse, I think this is as good a time as any to end this thing. I want to appreciate I appreciate you for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate you for having me. Of course, man. Of course, man. Jesse Espinosa, thank, thank you for being here. Appreciate it. All righty. This is it. Real talk. What not? Real talk. That's it.